1: Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio.
2: All across America and around the world, 866 red eye He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and you can listen when and where you choose Well, we've talked about the entire uh, whole uh, Elon Musk and Twitter thing and how it leads directly because this is the fear that Democrats have. It leads directly to the influence peddling scheme of the Biden family. That's Mm. where it's headed to. Mm. We brought you the polls earlier that show 71 percent of Americans believe 71 percent, the latest Tip uh, Insights poll uh, out there, 71 percent of Americans believe that uh, if the truth were told that it would have affected the outcome of the last election. 50% 50% of those polled said they would have voted differently. Now, we asked the question uh, when we brought it up earlier in the show, uh, does that mean that if that 50% of the people would change their vote, that that would mean that some Democrats would look at this and say, oh, they really are corrupt. We do want to vote for them. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, that that's what's in the and, – and the thing is you can sit there and you can argue back and forth about the poll, but the the point of it is 71% know about it and know about it well enough Mm -hmm. to say it could have affected the outcome of the election. That's huge numbers. That's why the Democrats ignoring it isn't going to go anywhere. And you know they're not really ignoring it. How do you know? And we mentioned the Washington Post story, and I was reading Jonathan Turley's column in the New York Post on it and talking about, wow, I mean, this is the shot across the bow at anybody that might want to be a witness that the Biden family – well, not technically the Biden family but Hunter and uh his uh his um posse his legal posse will be coming after Yeah his you. team his yes his yeah. his team I like I like posse better I just like the way it's. Uh, yeah okay uh but and and th- this is the 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 story that uh, uh they tell about uh Biden's friend Uh, agent and lawyer, Kevin Morse, who reportedly paid off as much as $2.8 million in back taxes for Hunter Biden. And Jonathan Turley goes through this and says, this is a shot across the bow. This is about intimidating witnesses. This is their goal. Now, they want it separate from the Biden White House. But the fact is, when you have the, when you have Hunter Biden and his friends, and remember, Hunter is the conduit to the influence peddling, mm-hmm. is the money conduit to the to the president right. and to the family. Uh, and what they're trying to do is separate it, saying, well, this isn't the White House. This is Hunter doing this on his own. And they said it, "The this may backfire on them big time because it doesn't matter if you technically have separated it. The politics of it is, you're intimidating witnesses. And they talk about the fact of, as he writes here, the paper, this is the Washington Post, also reported Morris's, uh, that he outlined, the. this is a lawyer for Hunter Biden, he outlined extensive research on two potential witnesses against Hunter Biden, and this is how they wrote it, a spurned business partner named Tony Bobulinski and a computer repairman hmm. named John Paul Mac Isaac. And he writes, he goes, spurned is hardly the, the sole or most relevant description of Bob but it's how the Washington Post put it. The businessman was recruited by the Biden family to manage foreign deals and later directly contradicted President Biden's claims that he knew nothing about those dealings. His testimony could present a serious threat in the coming House investigation in establishing not only the president's knowledge but his possible receipt of proceeds from those deals. What's most interesting about the piece is why the Washington Post was given such access and such a detailed account. Generally, political operatives lay out scorched earth campaigns in secret. But someone wanted this campaign to be public before the House can call any witnesses. For key witnesses like Bob Yulinsky, the message is about as subtle as a two-by-four to the head. The Washington Post is viewed as one of the most pro-Biden newspapers in the country and only recently admitted that the Hunter Biden laptop was authentic after pushing the false Russia disinformation claim. Now the paper is detailing a plan that could create open season on those who might try to substantiate the Biden family's influence peddling. Notably, the article stresses the effort to operate separately from the White House. David Brock said his organization also remains independent of Hunter Biden and his team is following its own strategy. The separation is important to deflect any allegations of witness intimidation. Media and political figures leveled such claims against the Trump White House when impeachment witnesses were attacked in the press. Congressional Democrats denounce criticism of the witnesses as an effort to silence or deter witnesses from coming forward. Those who view this as a not-so-veiled threat will likely cite the inclusion of David Brock, one of the most controversial and reviled Democratic operatives in Washington, long a radical figure closely associated, associated with Hillary Clinton's campaigns. Uh, Brock has repeatedly been at the center of controversial attack campaigns and most recently tied to the news sites criticized as fakes or ploys. Many see him as the lowest common denominator of Democratic operatives, someone willing to take extreme measures to support Democratic figures and causes. Even a Biden senior advisor, Neera Tandon, once remarked I hope Hillary truly understands how bat you know, soup. soup, crazy. David Brock is. Mm. Uh Brock, though, however, has given figures like Clinton deniability for direct responsibility for his actions. He's described his new group Facts First USA as a SWAT team designed to ensure that the media and the public do not accept the false narrative that flows from congressional uh investigators. Whew. I'm mm. telling you this though. Uh, they may they're I, I'm I don't they can't win this, Eric. No. They can't The the information that we know, this is why they're putting this out because they're panicking. Yeah. They're trying to do anything to intimidate the possible witnesses here because they know how damning the laptop is.
0: Yeah, that's that's what this is all about. And the problem is, is that that if they actually are going to pull the trigger here, then they're going to get into a a situation where you're, you're. You're going to have discovery and everything else. You actually want that to happen?
2: As he writes here, that's why this post article looks like a shot across the bow of any potential witnesses. This is not to say these reporters are knowing agents of this campaign. Uh But Democratic operatives clearly wanted people to know about this alliance. The article uh, touches all the bases to insulate the Bidens and the Democratic National Committee from responsibility for what Brock and Morse may unleash. However, with the inclusion of former Biden staff and allies, it's a line that can be quickly lost as investigations heat up. Targeting witnesses like Bob Yulinski could invite congressional investigators to look more closely into these groups and their funding. Also, Biden's agent, lawyer, whatever, Morse, ...could be taking a real risk, there are already questions about whether he was acting as counsel, agent, or friend... ...in reportedly paying off tax debts for Hunter Biden. Rules of professional ethics demand clarity in legal representation. Moreover, Morse could himself be called as a witness and face questions over his own role in the scandal... ...and its suppression in the media that makes orchestrating an aggressive public campaign more problematic... If it targets or intimidates other witnesses. So there you go. This, of course, uh, uh, well known to these sophisticated political operatives, which makes the effort to publicize his campaign all the more concerning because they know this. House Democrats have blocked efforts to investigate any Biden influence peddling. They will have to take ownership of that refusal if the investigation establishes a massive and corrupt operation but as we we've said this for a while they're scared you know the reason yeah. the media isn't covering anything from Twitter is because they know it leads right to the laptop right they are scared to death of this but the public already knows about it the Republicans are going forward from what I can see from Bobbulinsky two years ago and then his recent interview here in the last couple of months he's not backing off and the the computer store owner said this is war right he's this has come at me this is war yep. he said I've lost everything to begin with I've got nothing more to lose. Right. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, he basically has to fight. Right. And, and Bob Yulinski was like, you know, you saw him in 20... He knew what he was getting into in 2020. Remember, he had security. Well, think about that. Think about the the,
0: the level, the scale of, of, of which you're, you know, you're getting into something. Because, uh, you know, it was right during the... Um, really, when he came to the surface, it was right before the election. It was right during the debate season and he was at one of the debates and if you're throwing yourself into that fray you clearly know that there likely isn't going to be a win for you for Bob Yulinski, somebody tell me the win other than doing the right thing which is a win but I mean You've got to weigh the risk versus the reward if you are going forward. The store owner really kind of got catapulted in that, and you know that that brought on the 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 whole, uh, which is why that that title is so interesting: "The Laptop from Hell," because it rained down on that store owner. I've watched a couple of interviews with him recently, and really, it is he doesn't have a choice. He is in it. It fell on him. Bob Yulinski wanted to come out and do the right thing and, and think about all the risk that he was taking. That was not about doing anything else because there was no guarantee that Trump was going to win. And that, you know, which would have, I guess, favored Bob mm-hmm. uh, But there was nothing that was going to guarantee that this was going to be easy. It was quite the opposite for him to get involved in that and to be a witness. And so far, I've heard nobody discredit him as a witness no. on the content of what he is providing.
2: Right. And so I think anything that they make, you know, come out with him. Again, he seems determined and he is, what, he is the key because he he worked right there. Who knows who else, what other business partners they will put in to testify. We don't know, but we know Bobby mm-hmm. has said he will testify and he'll testify under oath. He has testified to the FBI. You remember yeah, he did the right. interview and then yes. never heard back from them. Right as he said when he mm-hmm. was recently on there. But mm-hmm. he didn't seem, the last interview I saw with him, he didn't seem intimidated. So if you can't do anything about Bob if you can't do anything about the laptop, and you can't do anything with the Republicans in the House, and you can't do anything with the investigators for the House, well, then you're going to intimidate whom? Right. Uh, witnesses that that uh, they may call who may not, may not be friendly witnesses or wish to keep quiet that, you know, they will take the fifth or they will just say, I don't know. Well, I don't think you're gonna see that with Bob Bulinsky. And the problem is, as we have stated, this this isn't I again, I may be from what I know, this doesn't seem to be too hard of an investigation. Because influence peddling is pretty easy. What are you looking for? We already know the millions went to the Biden family, mm-hmm. right? We know that. Mm-hmm. We know that the millions went there. They can't stop that evidence from coming out. The only thing you don't have, as the uh, Jonathan Turley, well, we don't know if they have it, is the actual receipts or the electronic transfers or the emails that show specifically what went to Biden. We know in the emails it talked about improvements on his summer home. Mm-hmm. we know that
0: we know there was a shared account
2: right we know there was a we know there was a shared account but what we don't know is you know we know the money went to the family right. we know hunter biden was enriched by it and and jim biden was enriched by it mm-hmm. his brother what we don't know is if you have the receipts that show the money went to the president and then after that if you have the receipt that the money went to the president and he didn't declare it on his taxes that's where the tax problem comes in at that point right for not declaring it
0: yeah, it's all about the as we've said from the beginning. It's all about the flow of the money,
2: right? And we know we know the money the money flow happened. We just don't know the timeline and where the receipts are of where it went specifically. Right. And that's what I'm sure the investigators would be looking into under the Republican leadership. And we don't know what they have already. We just don't know. Now,
0: I'm going to start a rumor slash conspiracy theory here. Okay. They were paid in FTX tokens, which is why FTX crashed, to make it all go away. Ready? Go! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. and, uh, and SBF was arrested the day before he was supposed to testify. testify.
2: Yes, okay, you can throw Because that already started conspiracy
0: theories yesterday. So, in it, in it. so, go ahead, put it on Twitter, run with it. You can own it like it's
2: yours. I think it was, I forgot who, who was it. Was it Margo Cleveland or somebody wrote, Elon Musk, a suggestion by the New York Times. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's,
0: <laughs> he, he buys the Post and the Times and all of it. Uh, this is, you know, it, and uh, I'm going to stick with that rumor. I'm going to stay with it. They were, they were paid in FTX
2: okay.
0: uh, tokens and his, everything was coming down. They made it all disappear and put the guy who ran the company behind bars. Problem solved. Tell, tell
2: me where I'm wrong. Eight six six ninety red eye It pays to have a tire maintenance routine, especially during the winter driving season. Between black ice and heavy snowfall, winter weather can impact your tires
3: and your productivity in a number of ways. Here's a tire maintenance tip to help you avoid downtime and roll safely through winter. Check your tire pressure during every pre trip inspection and make sure they're properly inflated according to the manufacturer's recommendations. Cold weather naturally causes tire pressure to decrease, and underinflated tires can wear faster and impact your fuel efficiency. Maintaining proper tire pressure is essential to maximizing the performance, safety, and lifespan of truck tires.
0: This report brought to you by Luberfiner, engineering filters that are built to do more for heavy-duty fleets since 1996.
1: We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. So this is going to get interesting because uh, in a in a uh, uh, area that the media doesn't really want to get involved in, which is the uh, Twitter or the Hunter Biden laptop, they don't want to discuss any of it. Here you have Hunter Biden and his team that says in the Washington Post, you know, it's a shot across the bow. We're going to do whatever we can to intimidate witnesses out there, mm-hmm. and and so. They're making it a story. The Washington Post is helping to make it uh, a story. And when you look at it, the problem for Democrats is the evidence that exists already, the dots that are connected already. And Bob Yulinski, as a witness, for the most part, will be backing up evidence that already exists, that everybody agrees, that nobody has said that isn't legit. What was on Hunter's laptop? Right. There is no opposition to that fact. You have not had Hunter or the president come out and state that that wasn't his laptop. Right. That's the problem that they have. They can spin it whatever way they want. But what we have seen over the last couple of years, for example, with Russia collusion, with Trump colluded with the Russians to you know uh, hack or change the outcome of the 2016 election is there was no evidence. There were allegations. There was no evidence. There was no laptop. There was no. Right. There was no paper trail. There right. was nothing. They had nothing. Why? Because that was made up by the Hillary campaign and the DNC. The whole thing, all the lies, were created by her. We, In fact,
0: they had to put together something that was fake to something that and make it look tangible. Right, and
2: that was the dossier. Right, and the, and the Democrats put it together, and yeah. they and they made it. They made that that whole package up here you can't say the laptop is from republican sources it's hunter's own laptop you cannot get away from that that's where they can't win and if they can't win that then what can they win of importance
1: Eric Harley, taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. You know, we talked about the, the Democrats' problem when we have the Twitter story and the uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story, which is really one and the same. That one mel- one melds into the other. Uh, and, and so as we stated when this whole thing started coming out uh, over a week ago, With Twitter, we went, wow, this leads right to the laptop because it's right about hiding the true story of the laptop, which gives more credibility to the laptop story for Republicans. And that's just the reality of it. And I went back to look at some polling in 2020. Seven out of 10 Americans believed that uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, uh, censor posts based on political viewpoints. Mm. Uh, And so at that time, remember, at 2020, they were still they were still denying that it was even happening. And we went through that earlier in the show. All the different networks saying it wasn't happening, it wasn't happening, doesn't happen, doesn't happen, doesn't happen. Now we know it happens. The right. majority of the public has known for a while and believed that it does. De- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and and by the way, this goes back to August nineteenth of twenty twenty, before the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mm-hmm. And at that point, people knew it. It was obvious that they were doing it. You could you could just you could see it. You knew it was happening. And you saw the complaints out there from people that said my posts aren't, you know, aren't there. Right. So if they believed it now, if it was seven out of ten before the Hunter Biden laptop story, what is it now that now the evidence actually exists? The evidence exists, the emails exist. Nobody can debate them and nobody is debating the reason that the Democrats are quiet on it, except for trying to insult um Elon Musk. For things not related to it, or just stating that he's a dictator and he's like Hitler, he's a Nazi PR guy. Uh, these reporters are simply working for a Nazi uh, billionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are they're not going anywhere, right? No, nobody actually. Democrats don't even buy that. Right? It shows you the desperation of what's going on right now with the Democrats. So when you have the uh, seven out of ten back in 2020 believe that they censor, and then you have 71 percent of Americans in the latest uh, tip poll that was taken yesterday, or that came out yesterday, that uh, showed uh, that 71 percent of Americans uh, believe that if if uh, the laptop story was, you know, was uh, was released as accurate, that it would have affected you know, their vote or, or or that, yes, that it would affect 50 percent said it would affect it, affected their vote. 71 uh, percent believe that it would affect the outcome of the election. Right. I mean, those are huge numbers. And the thing is, you may say, well, I don't believe the numbers. Well, what you see is the majority of Americans are paying attention. And as the Democrats tr- tried to hide this in the media, the Democrats and the media tried to hide this and pretend it doesn't exist. They look bad because. You, you, if you don't run a story, it's fine if the public has no idea what's going on. When the public knows what's going on and you hiding the story just becomes an additional part to the story, you're in trouble. Well, and uh, again, we have to point out the difference in
0: this story uh, as opposed to others. Um, the data on the laptop isn't going to lie. The question is, how far did it go? And what else is on the laptop Uh, for the American public to to learn. So I think when when people step back, uh, whether they're rank-and-file Democrat, conservative, uh, Republican, or independent voter, they look back and say, all right, we really don't know. We've talked, uh, we've mentioned a few times that the people that know the truth are the ones that are involved. Hunter, Joe, Jim, Populinski, yep. the store owner. They can tell you a great, and uh, who knows how many at the FBI. They can tell you, they, especially with Hunter and, and, and Joe Biden, they know exactly what happened. But the American people step back and they look at this and say, and, and this is why I think The liberal media is just afraid to take this story on. Is that you jump into it and all of a sudden the the laptop data comes out more and more and you get buried with the truth.
2: What we know already, the connection of the dots with the laptop is so damning. Would you would you wish to defend it? I don't. If you're a political yeah, operative, see, I put yeah. myself in my there's, position. There's no and, way. Yeah, and, and and I'll say if I'm just uh, my my only my only job is to defend uh, someone in public. I'm not their lawyer, right? But I'm their PR person. Uh, you and I could look at the Trump Russia collusion and say, well, there was no evidence. It was all allegations. Mm-hmm. That was the frustration over that time period. Is that? You would day in and day out. You'd say, "Give me one piece of solid evidence," and nobody could do it. Every time they promised you something, well, we have the evidence. It never came out. And by the time you were six months into it with the Mueller report, you we were going, "What are they investigating?" There's nothing that they haven't presented anything. Here, you start with all the not all, but a significant portion uh, of. Th- of the wrongdoing or possible wrongdoing right in front of you on a laptop. Hmm. And I, I'll i say wrongdoing because influence peddling is wrong. Criminal activity would be if they hid the income from it. The political liability would be if the president is doing policy today based on who he got money from. Correct. If the relationship with China... And I don't know how you prove that, but if the relationship we have with – but you don't have to prove it. If he got money and didn't report it and and they have the receipts for the money, that already indicts him and everything he does with China is questioned at that point. Yes. So the perception is the reality at that point. Why did you take the money? If you weren't – your opinion has to be – what you're doing with China today has to be based – this is the way people think politically – what you're doing today has to be based on the fact that you got money from them.
0: The court of public opinion has a different standard in terms yes. of the burden of proof. And that's just the way it's going to work, especially politically. And, you know, that's uh, ultimately. There is no way to defend this because, you know, while you aren't the attorney, you would kind of have to approach it like the attorney. You walk in and say, OK, OK. Hunter, Joe, you've got to tell me the truth. I'm not going to go tell anybody anything, but I've got to know what I'm working with here. Because otherwise, you don't touch it. You run from it. Now, if it's your job, if you work in the administration, that's one thing. But if you're just giving, if you're giving political advice, my advice would be, I quit. Find somebody else. And because the liability, we've talked about this, the number of liabilities with Joe Biden before he became president, Joe Biden is a liability. He doesn't know which way to go when he's done speaking. And when he's speaking, nobody knows what he just said, including him. And then Hunter is a liability with all of this stuff. And it's a massive and very serious liability. And all of these items here, you I, honestly, it's the making of a nightmare of a political situation. And unless you work at the White House, if you're hiring me as an advisor, the first thing I'm going to do is resign
2: Because you look at the attacks uh, already, you know, we we talked about Morning Joe earlier. Well, they always attack the president, never gets anywhere. Doesn't matter. What evidence do they have here? And it doesn't matter. The thing is, you can't use that argument because it is important what's happening. Well, it's an old story. It's an old story. This is old news, old Mm -hmm. news. Mm -hmm. It's not old news because he's president and any decisions he's made today could be based, especially when it comes to China or any other country where his son got money, the next thing would be is how do you know because Joe got this, because let's say Bobulinsky gets the receipts or you get the receipts and you know how much Biden, that Biden actually hypothetically enriched himself, $3 million. I'm just throwing that out as a figure. Mm -hmm. Well, at that point, well, he wasn't president at the time, but he is now, every decision that he's doing now, is tainted by the fact that he took that money yeah. from the foreign government. Right. For what? Why did he take the money? Why did the family get rich? Why did why did Hunter, if Hunter was simply working, why did the money go to the Biden that that you can't win this? I'm sitting here just yeah. you can't you can't there, it's impossible to win this.
0: Yeah. That's that's why. There is there's absolutely no way to step in front of it. The best thing you can hope for if, if you're on the Hunter team is that no one on your team goes to prison. Yeah. Because all the other damage is already on its way. Politically, it's on its way. The Republicans take the House. There's going to be hearings. This is going to happen. All this is going to happen, and they know that. It's why the story is out there that Hunter Biden is looking to sue people about this. Well, in those media groups that are mentioned in this story, uh, did they mention uh, CBS? While it took them a while, they are <laughs> on the story, too. You got to go after every media group that reports this story? Because more and more, there are, you know, think. New York Times, the Post, uh New York or the uh Washington Post, they may decide uh not to cover it. I don't know. But this story will it, it is going to get bigger.
2: It's not going to shrink and it's not going to go away. And the public knows about it. Yep. And the public doesn't forget about it because it's about influence peddling and the public just like the public doesn't like it when any politician is convicted of tax evasion, and we said this about right. even though uh, uh, the uh, the uh, oh the uh, the the guy who worked for Trump stated the family didn't know about it. Doesn't matter. It's a Trump organization was evading taxes, but mm-hmm. commit tax fraud. It's your organization. It falls you, on you. Right. You can't politically. You, that's politically, fall on you. And the public has no sympathy for you if you don't pay your taxes. Right. They you, just they, don't. You,
0: there's no win right. there.
2: So influence peddling and. Being convicted of evading taxes, the public has no sympathy for politicians. Those are two constants that I've seen, which is why you've seen these poll numbers uh, about uh, about uh, Biden. And remember, the polling that also shows that the public believes he has enriched himself through being a politician through through influence. Mm-hmm. That it didn't come from the money there. It came so the public already is tainted on the Bidens politically. They can't win it. And if they go after and start attacking witnesses and it comes from Hunter Biden, the White House can scream that it's separating itself. But when one of the people that are involved in the influence peddling scheme or conspiracy is the one that's directing it, then it doesn't really matter to the public whether you're separating. Well, that's not me. That's Hunter. You don't you can't win that politically. No. So, no, if,
0: I mean, they're not going to buy it if after all this time they start throwing Hunter under the proverbial bus. It, it doesn't work. Sorry. Remember, you started with, I knew nothing about his business. To now it's, oh, well, that's him, not me.
2: And that's the other thing. Everybody knows that's a lie. It's the, a lie. The evidence, the evidence exists. And it was a the, hard, fast
0: now. lie that yeah. didn't change. Why is that? Yep. Because you needed this to go away. Because the moment you started talking about it, you opened the door to further conversation. Did you have anything to do with it? What kind of money was uh, paid to who? Where'd that money go to? How'd that money flow? The public starts doing its own investigation, which was going to happen anyway. And this is the problem. When you try and stomp down a massive truth on this scale, it's going to find daylight on its own, whether you like it or not.
1: Eight six six ninety red eye Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety 90 red eye So you have an issue here that the public is well aware about Hunter Biden's laptop censoring with uh, with social media because that's been a it's goes all the way back you know that goes back four or five years now Mm -hmm. uh, at uh, at least and so it's already the public already knows about it and you can't uh, I just saw that vaccine researcher Dr Robert Malone reinstated on Twitter and he said it one time you can't hide information these days you can't do it it's it's a different with computers and email, and it, you cannot... Truth you, will come out. You cannot hide information, and the mainstream media still believes that if they say, we're just not going to cover this story, that it'll, it'll magically go away, and that's not the case anymore. It doesn't work that way.
0: Well, they were, and, and they're living in that world that the former staff at Twitter was living in until recently. We control everything.
2: Now, you may be able to keep it, you know, you may be able to keep it from some people for a period of weeks as we saw right uh you know with the with the Hunter biden laptop story but eventually the information is going to get out there to the public yep you can't hide it they believe if they believe they can they are sadly mistaken
1: This is Red Eye Radio. All
2: across the USA and around the planet, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Carly and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome. And good morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. If you find that you can't listen overnight live, you can always listen on your smartphone to our Red Eye Radio app and listen anytime that uh, you wish to. So looking, uh, financial numbers coming out here the next couple of days. Inflation numbers, what, a couple of hours from now, right?
0: Yeah, that coming out at uh, 8.30 Eastern. And uh, the median forecast for those November numbers for CPI month-over-month, 0.3, core CPI month-over-month for November, 0.3. The CPI year-over-year, the median uh, forecast is at 7.3%. And the core CPI year-on-year year is 6.1% in the median forecast. And we'll see if that's a hit or miss on those. So, And,
2: and reading here from CNBC saying the central bank is uh, widely expected to raise rates by a half percentage point, no matter what the report is.
0: Right. Yeah, and that happens tomorrow. Right. Uh, the Fed uh, will – that will happen at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. and so you look at the. I was just looking at the average thirty year uh, mortgage the other day over the weekend. I'll have to look. I don't know if it's updated, if it updated on Monday. But over the weekend, I was looking at the average thirty year was seven point five. So you add another half uh, point uh, increase, and it could easily get to seven and three quarters or or eight uh, on the average. And, and we'll see what happens. You know, because we're we're seeing that. Housing recession has already begun, and banks uh, often will get more competitive for qualified borrowers. And and then you can look at, and, and, and possibly see that average come down. It actually happened, uh, we were talking about it a few weeks ago, but uh, the average has been, over the weekend, the average was back at 7.5%, so we'll see. That's... Yeah, that's uh, just, more than twice what it was yeah, at just, the beginning of the year.
2: Just looking at uh, uh, December 9th, the average thirty-year fixed seven point five three nine. Yeah, ooh, mm-hmm. wow. Um, <laughs> that's that's tough. You know the the one thing we want to make sure that we explain to people because you're going to hear, you know, if if, if it, it's a point three whatever, you're going to hear the administration come out and see, you know, say inflation. You know, the relief is here. Mm-hmm. There is no relief. No. Uh, understand that inflation is taken year to year. So this is if if the inflation, uh, if the consumer price index is up 7.3% from November of last year to November of this year, understand that that is based on the rate last year, inflation year to year had gone up 6.8%. Right. So you have 7.3% increase on top of last year's 6.8% so dollar wise it's very it's it's um you know very close to what we've seen in the last few months because those were based on lower rates you know in the previous months to last november i hope that makes sense to people but they do it in a percentage not a dollar amount from the very beginning of when this first started once we got over 2% you know they they don't get into the you know you look at uh, you know uh, May of twenty one and then if, uh, of and then you know, uh, March April May and you look at it and you see how it went all the way up by the time we got to November of twenty where twenty one was point eight percent yeah and I remember when it was six point eight percent last year they went oh that's higher than expected but understand the seven point three percent is on top of that number right and and that's what we talked and,
0: about we've been warning about this that it is a compounding effect. And while the rate of inflation may drop, uh, if it comes in at 7.3, that's still very hot.
2: It, it's still very high. And in, and in, in the, the danger of the administration celebrating that things are great when yeah, people are still right. feeling it every right. single day. Exactly. And it's getting worse every single day. It's mm-hmm. not getting better. And they're celebrating as if it's coming down. That's where the disconnect comes in. That's right. the problem with inflation and politics. Yeah, right. Inflation and politics doesn't mix because they will celebrate inflation is coming down. And you're like, what are you talking about? The prices are still going up. Right. You know, they've reached a peak where I can't afford the stuff and they're still going up more. And you're telling me I'm getting relief that you've solved the problem. Well, you haven't solved the problem.
0: I uh, went to get some eggs yesterday and carton of eggs had come down to, I don't know, 419. Uh, for a carton of eighteen dozen and a half, and it was at five dollars, just over five dollars for that at Walmart. Wow. <laughs> and you look at that and and you say to yourself, "Wow, that's a bargain at four nineteen and And it's not. And the fact of the matter is, and there are supply issues uh, that are going on and, and some of that may be regional. But it doesn't matter. Everything gels into one. Because when you have massive inflation and everything is over the top expensive compared to where it was a couple of years ago, then you may have one item that really isn't driven the increase by inflation as much as it may be a supply issue. Well, it doesn't matter. It all fits into it. Uh, We're seeing watching. Uh, the diesel prices had come down in the last week. I'll have to double check the update from AAA on the national average. and we are at four89 per gallon for diesel. That's still very, very expensive. Uh, a week ago though it was at 505, so it is down by 16 uh, cents uh, in the last week uh, per gallon. Uh, but that's still very expensive. And the reason that's important is because uh, that is a, the, a massive cost when it comes to moving goods. All the stuff that goes to the grocery stores is going to be on a truck. At some point, it's going to require diesel to get there. And all these things, you know, that um, that go into it. And, and you know, uh, the administration claiming victory it's not a victory
2: no and
0: and and the thing is is that it's an empty claim anyway because as you mentioned this is november inflation it's already been paid for this is when they say well prices in november work everybody's going yeah we know yeah we know and you don't see deflation except for in the worst of times we've actually only experienced real deflation as a nation, a couple of times in history. And one of those is questionable. And the experts always go back and forth. Well, is that really deflation? But the other time was very real. And that was in the Great Depression. So you don't see actual deflation. You see inflation. You're not supposed to be seeing inflation at these kind of rates year over year. And we talked about this earlier this year. And we said, look, this is when, we get into the second half of the year when inflation from 21 was starting to hit. Yep. Everything that, that happens between now and the end of the year is going to be on top of that inflation from last year. And that has to be remembered. And, and again, the consumer knows it, but the consumer's, you know, busy making choices now. Uh, I saw where um, the city of Dallas is offering. They have a program and it's a limited program because the rent has gone up on the average 17% and they're offering assistance uh, for people who are qualified. Again, it's a limited program and limited assistance. I think it's $250, but um, you know, there are, when you look at, at where the, my question would be where, how deep could a, a housing recession be?
2: You know, you, you look at it uh, that uh, this uh, this president was uh, in office in uh, in January. Uh, the 1.9 trillion dollar uh, package that started the inflation started in March. Mm-hmm. Inflation for the president's first two months before they started spending 1.4 percent, 1.7. Right. Then March 2.6, April 4.2. This is 2021. Mm-hmm. May five, June 5.4. July 5.4, August 5.3, September 5.4, October 6.2, November 6.8, December 7.0. Then January this year, 7.5, 7.9, 8.5. So all the inflation rate that you see today is going to be based on those on those higher numbers from a year ago that right. was the base right. that was set to figure out this inflation for this year. Right, And, and so you may see. You know, if you, you, if you get down, you know, you get down to 6% and it's in March of, of this year. Okay, inflation rate down to 6%. Well, that's based on the 8.5%, you know, base that you had a year ago, March. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a year ago this year. Yeah. I was moving ahead a little bit. And that's the problem. And the administration, every time it goes down, celebrates it. And the people are like, okay, gasoline, we might have seen it. Then gasoline starts going up again in springtime. hmm We'll you know, we'll see that again. And so you yeah. know, the, the and all I'm trying to point out is the disconnect between the 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 uh the the politics of inflation mm-hmm. where you wish to celebrate it and you're celebrating it and it comes off as tone deaf. That's the problem. Right. It comes off as tone deaf. The American public are like, What are you talking about? Gasoline's has gone down, but my food bill Clothing to, to get the things that I need for the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got Christmas, you know. We had to spend for just to have a decent Christmas this year, and it's like, you know, it it just people are frustrated, and then they hear it almost comes across as gloating, like you are completely tone deaf here. You're gloating about something that I'm not feeling.
0: Well, you know, you add to that the concerns by uh, Jamie Dimon. It was <laughs> what what was he talking about? How much in savings collectively? Was it 1.5 trillion, 1.5 trillion? Most of that is from Elon Musk. Um, but it, it's not the average household. And <laughs> we questioned, you know, him throwing that number around. Um, and and the fact of the matter is, is he said, and what was staggering is that that's going to be burned at this rate. They're going to burn through that in the next six months. You know, one one of the things that happens inevitably at the beginning of the year, it's You kind of wake up from Christmas shopping spree and go, what just happened? Oh, here's my credit card bill. I know what just happened. And, you know, then you've got to go back to real life of, uh, yeah, time to pay the bills again, time to get back to trying to make ends meet. And you look at the, not just the mortgages, but things that people need, uh, when it comes to borrowing money for cars, you know, and an auto loan is going to be more and more expensive. You add a half a point this week. And by the way, they could have three more increases next year because there's no one believing that this inflation rate is just all of a sudden going to plummet over the next couple of months. If we get into a recession, then you might see some things drop. The rate of inflation may drop. Mm-hmm. It won't be uh, deflation, but the, you know, the rate of inflation may go down. But until then, the Fed is going to be at work. I mean, it may not be 0.75. Most believe, as you mentioned, it'll be 0.5 tomorrow. But in January and a couple of more times, maybe 0.25, which gets you to quite possibly – uh, uh, an average 30-year mortgage uh, rate of 8, 8% or higher. 8,
2: yeah, between 8 and 9%, yeah. And that market's already crashing. We have a recession in the housing market.
0: Which which drives already. the demand toward the rental market, mm-hmm. which means yeah. rent
2: increases, which it was already doing. Eight six six ninety red eye
3: While you are hosting a holiday party or meal, your dog or cat may be prowling around there saying, All I want for Christmas is food. But a lot of party foods can be dangerous to your pet, and not just chocolate. Kansas State University veterinarian Dr. Susan Nelson says, for example, foods that contain the sugar-free sweetener xylitol... It causes low blood sugar and liver failure. It can be in baked goods. It can be in our sugar-free candies. And it doesn't take much to do irreparable harm. Also, the fatty parts of meats... ...can cause what we call pancreatitis, which can become life-threatening for them as well. And any gravies are foods that have onion or garlic powder in them. For both cats and dogs, that can also be an issue causing a type of anemia that they can get. And there are more foods toxic to pets, nuts like macadamia nuts. And then raisins, which are going to be in a lot of the holiday foods, and grapes can be toxic to dogs. Dr. Nelson's advice to party hosts keep foods out of the reach of pets or vice versa, and... You should ask your guests to not feed them. In Washington, Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture.
0: The USDA Report is brought to you by Senex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway
1: Diesel Fuel. Lines open for your calls. 866 90 Eye on Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety red eye Well, here's what Joe Manchin had to say yesterday. I'll look at all of these things. I've always looked at all these things, but I have no intention of doing anything right now when asked if he was also going to leave the Democrat Party. Whether Mm -hmm. I do something later, I can't tell you. What the future's going to bring, I can only tell you where I am and where my mindset is right now. Way to not commit, Joe. Man, that's pretty much all he does. I, I did see a story that just a headline that said GOP courting uh, cinema trying to get her to turn Republican, and I'm, mm. I'm like, what's that negotiating, negotiation <laughs> right. like? How do you like the sound of? president cinema right yeah. <laughs> how do you, right what do you, what do you sell her on to uh come to the republicans because i don't think you can sell her this obviously was just a a political move for 24 i i think you know one
0: of the things she'd been doing here in the last few years is trying to you know uh, uh stay purple for her purple state you know and then with Warnock winning in Georgia, it makes her less relevant. She doesn't have that same kind of power, uh, you know, of getting trapped in a bathroom. It's now going to be about, you know, um, because they've got 51, not 50. And so neither mansion nor cinema have that power on their own necessarily to hold things up. So I suspect that's part of the equation that she just, Got tired of the party, and she looks at it and says, look, you know, um, maybe Carrie Lake didn't win in our state, but she got a lot of votes. And it's still one of those purple states, and I need to play it, you know, uh, in a in a better direction here. And I'm guessing that's just the way it is.
2: I think she wishes to be Ms. Maverick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Seriously. I mean, that's right. that, that's what I, I think she looks at it and says, well... Uh, Look, she's a liberal Democrat. We've talked Mm -hmm. about this before, how she's voted. Yeah. She's, uh, you know, a a very liberal Democrat. So she's looking at this going, eh, I'm a Democrat. (laughs) People that vote for me are idiots. And uh, therefore, I'll, oh, I know, we're right. (laughs) A lot of the idiots like if you say, I'm independent and uh, I don't think like the Democrats. I'm not left or right. I'm not left or right, even though I vote almost 100% left. Right. I will throw the new label out, and the suckers will vote for me. I'm That's still going to caucus thinking.
0: with the Democrats. Yes, but, but I'm an independent.
2: Yeah, it's it's pure. It's pure. I mean, it's it's a. I think it's a good political move for her. I'm. I think I'm it's criti- the only political right. move. For I'm her. criticizing yeah. the the so-called substance of it. I'll right. call her out on that as BS. Right. But I do believe that right now it's a good thing to do because if you say. Uh, Democratic Party just got too crazy for me. Even if you vote with them 98 to 100% of the time, I can still say I'm not one of the crazy Democrats. I'm a crazy independent. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Well, that's not my party. That's
0: why I left them. Okay. I still vote exactly but the way I was before. you still work with them and, right. and make sure that they can get their agenda done. So there really is no difference. But politically, oh, I'm not part of that. Yeah, you are.
1: and ask about the extra E, call in during the show, one 90 red RED-EYE, RADIO.
2: And he is our Carly and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. So here's this interesting article and we told you that the mainstream media knows what they're doing. Former New York Times media columnist Ben Smith took a swipe at the lack of coverage of Elon Musk's Twitter files. Uh, and what they've been receiving from the legacy press. Of course the Twitter files are a story. Smith wrote in his newsletter on Sunday, Elon Musk's uh, selective release of internal correspondence has shed some light on how Twitter clamped down on voices it deemed extreme and misleading, mostly on the right and the far right. Less interesting leaks from Facebook made front pages for years. Smith, who left uh, the Times earlier this year to launch the digital outlet Semaphore, compared the release of the Twitter files reported by uh, sympathetic independent journalists to WikiLeaks releasing hacked DNC documents during the 2016 presidential election, writing the Twitter files are intended to be a strategic drip, drip drip-targeting enemies, and that data dumps are uh, are uh, of a higher integrity. I don't know mm. what that means. Mm. But most of all, Musk is feeding an obsession on the right that reminds me of something else in 2016 after uh, Brexit and Trump Democrats uh, woke up convinced that Republicans had won through some technical trick. They told themselves a confusing story that had the Russians taking over Western elections through a company called Cambridge Analytics. Now it's Republicans who keep losing and can't figure out why. But the whole point is, yeah, they can figure out why. <laughs> Sorry, oh yeah. But that you know, part, Ben yeah. Smith again. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's liberal on this, but he's saying the mm-hmm. his whole point is, oh, yes, of course it's a story. Yeah. we all know it's a story. They right. all, they all know it's a story. Right, they're afraid of it, and they were part of they were part of enabling that story and continuing the story and they knew it's like cbs i mean the the whole because it is still it's one of the funniest stories i mean when when you had and, and especially when you had uh, Catherine, uh Heritage uh, Heritage, yes yeah when when she was the one that basically broke the story and she had so much credibility at fox news and you and i looked at her i looked at each other when she was you know doing the story or being interviewed on the story we're like oh my god this has to be so embarrassing for her they knew two years ago it was legit. Yes. The media knew it was legit. Right. Two years ago. Right. And two years later, CBS, we've been able to independently verify. I mean, God, how embarrassing it was.
0: It it really was. It really was. Um but there you know, there is no denying that this is a story. But once you've invested heavily into either uh categorizing this as a conspiracy theory from the right Uh, or just stepping out to defend Biden because you're going to defend Biden, or both. Once you've got that investment in place, it's hard to undo that investment. It becomes a part of the mission statement at these news organizations. Does anybody have any questions after the Twitter files? The uh, the The people at Twitter are not journalists per se. Those employees were not journalists, but they acted as journalists. They believed that they could control information. They got it to the point to where they actually, on Twitter, did. They believed they control the narrative. In newsrooms, it's the same thing. This is part of the mission statement. You don't go back on that. You don't undo it. You know, it's it's like opening a world's greatest burgers place and then serving nothing but salads. Nope. You've been serving the burgers and you gotta keep serving burgers. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. You've invested heavily in this mission and you have to stay the course until Elon Musk buys your company and throws you out.
2: By the way, other news: the federal uh, debt, has, <clears throat> excuse me, has passed thirty-one trillion dollars. So, all right, we're now flying by that. Woo. Another great choice, and uh, the Republicans in the Senate trying to stop the Democrats from spending for an entire year. <laughs> you saw that. I, I think yeah. Rick Scott and yeah. I think it's Rick Scott and Mike Lee put an article mm-hmm. in uh, Fox saying we can't allow them to do this. No, no. Now, the the whole point is. Are they going to try to do it through reconciliation? Right. Yeah. What is? What do you think is going to happen? What? Do you, what moves?
0: Uh, do you think the uh,
2: and our Democrats have and our Cinema and Mansion going to vote for mm-hmm. it? Don't know. Well, well, I mean, excuse me. I, 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 I'm sorry. Is all all you need is one not to go for it. I keep thinking Warnock's in. He's not in until January. He's not in
0: until January. Yeah, so so yeah. I'm
2: sorry, I'm, um, I'm I'm a couple of months ahead of myself. So yeah. it's just it's just it's one. All you need is one. Mm-hmm. Are they going to spend the amount of money? Is Mansion and Cinema going to agree to do this? Because that's one thing I don't know. I don't know what the numbers. are. Well,
0: because things change in January for them, so you can be the Maverick in December. But all of a sudden, the party's looking at you in January. You're less relevant. Go sit in your corner. Corner. Go sit down. Now, that may actually work for 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 Kirsten Sinema. That may work in her effort to separate herself from the party politically. If she stands up to it now, let's say you know if there's if there's going to be a move, and she says no, then maybe it works for her. I, I don't know. I just don't know. Does it work for Manchin? I don't know if anything works for Manchin anymore.
2: <laughs> I, I really don't. Well, we know that since he allowed some of these massive bills to be passed, his credibility has gone to hell. Yeah, it's just gone. One, one way to to try to reclaim that is to say, no, we're, I'm not going to vote for a bill for an entire I, year of Democrat spending.
0: I hope he does, and I hope Cinema does too. But... My confidence in that happening uh, is very low. I I just I don't know.
2: I don't know how much the bill is yet because they want to tag right. on everything to right. this. Yeah, right. Sure. I, I just wonder how inflation. You know, the thing is, they're trying to get inflation down, and does the Senate, does <laughs> yeah. the Senate destroy the chances by spending so much over the next year that inflation continues to stay high?
0: Right. Well, we'll see what they, we'll see, you know, what they think they can get done. I really haven't, you know, there hasn't been much buzz about, like, a head count and who might be a spoiler and and that kind of thing.
2: So, I guess we'll see. Well, with all this to do about, you know, Biden running again, and I saw Juan Williams, I think he had an article. I just saw the headline on it, you know, like... Uh, Biden's the end guy or, you know, mm. it's just like, oh, man, just, uh, just, just stop it. Um, let me just see where, oh, yeah. Who's laughing at Biden now? <laughs> well, God, he's clueless. Yeah. Think about this. He, he, he's had an entire career based on being completely clueless and most of it on Fox News. <laughs> no, that's true. But, he, but he, seriously, I mean, think about, I, I, I just, I wish that I could be that clueless and that inept and have a 40 year career in something.
0: No, because he's been a mainstay. Yeah, at Fox News,
2: who's laughing at Biden now? Wow, uh,
0: uh, I don't know. I <laughs> it, it would take me a minute to count them all, but uh, I know who's laughing at you, Juan. <laughs> but
2: why? But why you have the media? Why you have the media supporting and and now getting behind Biden? And the Democrats are getting behind Biden. Uh-huh. What do the actual Democrats who vote say? Well, new CNBC survey: majority of Americans don't want Biden to run. Mm-hmm. 70% say he should not run uh, for a second term. All right, that's overall, that's uh, everyone. 57% of Democrats say he should not run for office in 2024. That's almost half.
0: Now, see, the, <laughs> there's there's your problem. And, Gary, that that's been the case. The majority of Democrats for a while now have not wanted him to run. And there's still almost two years before the election. Announcement season is coming up six, seven months from now. There's going to have to be, uh, you know, something that we'll definitely know by then. But the energy has to be created one way or the other. Because if he, remember, over the Christmas break, he's going to grapple. What was he going to do? Ponder, Ponder, whatever he's going to do. grapple. Yeah. And so he's going to make a decision. He's going to think on it. Well, the media is going to, you know, come January, the media is going to be, okay, what do you think? At some point.
2: Look, look, Democrats would still vote for him. I mean, but they don't. That's that's the point. But the fact is when you're an incumbent president. Exactly. Yeah. and, And the majority of your party, a big majority of your party. Don't want you to run. You've got problems. Exactly where I was going. Because
0: one thing has to, if he decides, if he comes out and he says, I'm not running, then the energy has to be created. And where do you go with that? Okay, Kamala Harris. Uh, that's a, a huge thing to unpack. But if he if he says he's going to go, it, then you've got to recreate the energy that clearly isn't there. When more than half of your party say they don't want him. I, look, he didn't even have to come out of the basement in 2020. So, who knows? Call David Blaine and work some magic.
2: <laughs> well, the the biggest problem, again, that he faces is a recession. Yeah. Uh, coming up this year, and no matter how they try to spin, Inflation over the next year, I saw. You know, Ye- Yellen said what the end of 2023 or whatever. Right. All right. And you know, and we really believe all of her predictions because she's been so spot on.
0: Well, she's the
2: <laughs> expert, and
0: and we don't we don't even consider anything until she speaks. Yeah.
2: The, the The problem he has is even though and and there's going to be I call it the big disconnect, the inflation mm. disconnect, and that's. Yeah. And I think it would be even if Republicans were in office, they'd be saying inflation's coming down, inflation's coming down. Mm-hmm. When well, you say inflation's coming down, people expect prices to lower. Yeah, and that's not what's happening right. The rate of of the inflation growth, uh, the the percentage of inflation growth mm-hmm. may be dropping, but as we stated, the dollar amount could be very close to what it was going up a year ago because you do it from November of 2021 to November of 2022. Mm -hmm. So if inflation ends up being 7.3%, that's 7.3% above last November when that was up 6.8% from the year before. Mm -hmm. So it's the steady increase of dollar amounts that people still have to uh, expend, especially when it comes now. I noticed my my first gas bill came on came mm. came to me and I'm like, "Oh, whoa." Mm. My first natural gas bill for heating mm-hmm. hasn't been that cold the last month. Yeah. I couldn't believe how high it was. Mm. It's like, "Whoa." Yeah. And and uh and so uh that's something that they're feeling over this winter time. You're going to feel that energy and people pay attention to that. They pay yeah. attention to what they're right. heating and their and electricity bill, their air conditioning bill, sure. You know, is, you know, next year or whatever, but Inflation's still going to be there. Great possibility that we're in a recession again based on the housing numbers, even though they claim the fourth quarter, I didn't haven't seen the Atlanta Fed for the fourth quarter, were they still saying four percent? Where's this growth coming from? Especially with exports being down last month. Exports yeah, were right. down last month. Housing is in a recession. Well, if exports are down, which made it so we the last quarter was positive that was because of exports but exports are down yep exports are down the last month housing is way down where's this job where this economic growth
0: right well there isn't it 86690
1: red eye get in touch with red eye radio toll free at 86690 red eye
2: It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carly and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, my favorite headline is Drudge. Yeah. Crypto creep arrested in Bahamas. <laughs> Where did All the right. billions go?
0: Yeah. So uh, the indictment is expected to be unsealed today. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll see what charges are brought. Um, the, you know, the, the question is... Um, Did he break the law? Is he guilty of breaking the law? And then to what extent did he break the law? He he was oddly accessible during this whole thing, which I thought weird. And, you know, his response, and I'm kind of paraphrasing a number of responses that he gave uh, during this is, well, I, you know, uh, I want to be as transparent as I can. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure your lawyers want you to be as transparent as you can. And he kind of alluded to that in one conversation, but we'll see what happens. But, um, we'll be watching that. We'll be watching yeah. the whole fusion thing today, too. Yeah. And,
2: yep. and, uh, inflation, inflation, inflation yep. and fusion. Yep. <laughs>